It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Miami Dolphins 2023 Prospect Spotlight Series continues with Texas A&M running back Devin Achain, who he is, how he would fit the Dolphins system, and where the team should consider drafting him if he is who they determine to be the guy to add to the running back room in 2023. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami. What is going on? Welcome to yet another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, decade-long draft Nick, co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast, with Joe Marino podcast dedicated to team building across the entirety of the NFL. And I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today is April 11th, 2023. And today is the last day we're going to be discussing running backs in depth on the show. Looking forward to transitioning over to the defensive side of the ball for our next position group to study. But we have a couple names to finish and a positional breakdown and summary that we have to tackle as well. Here today on this show, we're focused on Texas A&M running back Devin Achain. Highly productive player on a per-touch basis. Speed in abundance. And when you think about the Dolphins' offense, of course, speed is really uh, one of the most prevalent themes amongst the skill players and what the Dolphins have been able to assemble um, to challenge teams defensively. So we're going to focus on Devin Achain. And start with who he is, what kind of player he is, what his background is. And this is one of the more challenging studies, in my mind, uh, that we have in this entire position group in in totality. And the reason being, Devin Achain has a lot of reasons to buy in on him as a football player. But Devin Achain uh, came to the NFL Combine and checked in at 5 feet 8 and 3 quarters inches tall. 188 pounds with 29 inch arms and eight and a half inch hands while simultaneously running a 432 second 40 yard dash. There's a sprinter background here with Devin Achain. Uh, He he went to Fort Bend Marshall High School uh, outside of Houston. He rushed for 2,000 yards on 185 attempts in his high school career. but this is somebody who also has participated in track and field and as a sprinter going all the way through some of his time at Texas A&M. So you think about sprinters, you think about football players, 
And in some cases, like the Usain Bolts of the world, right? These players are, are these sprinters are built like football players, but Devin Achain with his stature is not. And to put the 188 pounds and the 29 inch arms and the eight and a half inch hands and the eight and five foot, eight and three quarters height in perspective. Amongst running backs to come through the NFL Combine since the year 2000, Devin Ochain, his height is 13th percentile, his weight is 3rd percentile, his arm length is 4th percentile, and his hand size is 5th percentile. But his 40-yard dash of 4.32 is 98th percentile. So there's the give and the take, right? The explosiveness giveth and the size taketh away. Um, But I certainly do think that there is a... whittled down strike zone for where Devin Achain can make the most sense for your football team. And we're going to talk about how he fits and what the speed elements that he does and how he carries the football and the other elements of that he brings to an offense. We're going to talk about all of that and we're going to talk about uh, how it would complement what the Dolphins have. But before we do, there's, there's an exercise that I think is very important for us to tackle here. And it is to acknowledge that Devin Achain is, I'll put the car before the horse and I'll tip away part of segment three. This is not a day two player. Because anytime you're doing NFL draft evaluations, regardless of whether it's for an individual team or all 32 teams, right? You, you have to look at historical precedent. And historical precedent for the kind of outliers that we are talking about with Devin Achain, third percentile weight amongst all running backs, 188 pounds. I have the list since the year 2000 of combine invites at the running back position who have weighed below 190 pounds. And I'd like you to hear the list and let's acknowledge who the good success stories are out of sub 190 pound running backs to come through the NFL combine since the year 2000. The lightest running back is Ontario McCaleb, 2013 from Auburn, 168 pounds. Have you heard of Ontario McCaleb? Maybe if you're an Auburn Tigers fan, but that's probably it. Anthony Aldrich, Houston, 170 pounds. Puka Williams, fun player, Kansas, 170 pounds. Ronnie Powell, Northwestern State, 174. Danelle Pumphrey, San Diego State, 2017, 176 pounds. Pumphrey was an excellent college football player. It's one of the most successful Division I rushers in the history of college football. Deontay Whitaker, Tariq Cohen. We'll put his name on the list and come back to Tariq Cohen because I think that's a success story. He was 179 pounds. Pumphrey's 176, Whitaker 177. Noel Devine, prodigy out of West Virginia, 2011, 179 pounds. Otis Anderson, Central or UCF 2021, 179 pounds. Keaton Mitchell, this year's class, 179 pounds. Deuce Vaughn, Kansas State, this year's class, 179 pounds. Hodges Mitchell, 180 pounds. Chris Rainey, Chad Morton, Greg McRae, Javian Hawkins, Ronnie Jenkins, J.J. Taylor, Garrett Wolf, Brandon James, B.J. Catalan. Darren Sproles, put that one on the board. That's your second successful NFL player is 187 pounds. Dantrell Savage, Derek Locke, Raymond Calais, Devin Ache, Damon Parker, Demetric Felton, 
Jerion Ely. That is it since the year 2000 running backs to come through the NFL Combine. You have two successful players. And here's what the two successful players have in common. We have Tariq Cohen, small school player, 5'6", Hundred and eighty something pounds. Fourth round, one nineteen overall. Got a contract extension with the Bears. Played four seasons. Never had more than ninety nine career rush attempts in a season. Now he got a lot of, of run in the passing game. Played special teams. Was out of the league in four years. Hasn't played since twenty twenty. Dealt with injuries. The other player that we are acknowledging as a success story. Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles, 5'6", 180-something pounds. Fourth round, 130th overall in 2005. So the two success stories since 2000 of running backs to come through the combine at sub-190 pounds, both went in the fourth round. By the way, fun fact about Darren Sproles, uh, he also never logged more than 94 rush attempts in any single season, and he played like 14, 15 years. So if that's the kind of player that you're getting, you got to understand he ain't going to run the ball a ton. So you're drafting a running back to not be a running back. You're drafting a running back to be a multi-purpose weapon, and I think that's the proper expectation for Devin Aching. But it does put him into a box where he's not fulfilling the traditional role within the offense. And I would ask you, do the Dolphins need a traditional role or do they need a smaller multi-utility player? Now, here's the good news. Uh, The recipe for Darren Sproles was the same. He didn't run the ball a ton, but he's constantly featured in the pass game. He had over 550 career receptions and he returned kicks. Tariq Cohen, return kicks, constantly featured in the passing game. Change of pace, backfield weapon. There, there's, there's a pathway here for Devin Achain. And there's a certain point in the draft where I think it would make sense. But we got to talk more about where Devin Achain makes sense for the Dolphins and what skills he has. And that's what we're going to talk about next year on the show. But before we do, grand slams, no hitters, double plays, they're all back. And there's no better place to get in on the Major League Baseball action than FanDuel. America's number one sportsbook because right now new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't hit. So step up to the plate. Go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. Place your first bet and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. Don't miss your chance for that no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So Devin Achain, where does he fit the Dolphins and what they do? And I actually had somebody who asked me this question yesterday, and I'm glad that they did. They said, Kyle, you're going through the running back series. Why is there so much focus on home run hitting ability at the running back position as compared to singles and doubles hitters that can constantly churn and gain yards, hard yards, as you need it? And I think that's a fair question. My response, however, is I believe that there's your home run hitting ability and your singles and doubles hitting ability as a running back are not mutually exclusive, right? It's not one or the other. It's not binary. You can be a home run hitter that hits singles and doubles if you have the right traits. And having the right traits, in my mind, for home run hitting ability is a certain level of dynamic athleticism. Singles and doubles hitters hit singles and doubles because they're not afraid of hard yards, They do have a certain requisite of size, but it's more about their vision and processing speed at the line of scrimmage and football intelligence to understand the game situation and how to get those hard yards. So there are home run hitters that we're spotlighting as being home run hitters, but I still think they hit singles and doubles at a pretty good rate. That's not, in my mind, Devin Aching. Now, I was pleasantly surprised how willing he was to physically challenge tacklers. Uh, He wasn't afraid of contact, but if you weren't a corner, he didn't have a lot of success physically challenging you uh, as a ball carrier. It was not a strength of his game, and you shouldn't expect it to be at 188 pounds, and that's after bulking, right? Because for as explosive as this player is, uh, the one measure that I didn't mention was he had a 33-inch vertical jump, which is not particularly impressive. And I wonder how much of that is because he added, this was a player who was supposed to run the four twos. Well, he ran at 188, jumped poorly, but ran a four four three two. How much weight did you add to get to 188 to run a still blazing fast 40 time, but cost yourself the other elements of your game? Now, I'm, I'm not concerned about him sustaining himself at 190 pounds because obviously he's plenty explosive. But where Devin Achain wins most consistently in the evaluation that I did, and I scored him across 10 traits, he's pleasantly surprising for feeling sharp lateral cuts in the gaps. His explosiveness is off the charts. I think he's fairly versatile because of... of the special teams and receiving game skill set that he has. Uh, I think he's fairly clean with his feet. So from a ball carrier perspective, I think this player meets a certain threshold of comfortability as a ball carrier. Now, I'm not putting him on the field on third and four. He's a first and ten type of player, and in passing downs, he can be a pass catcher. He caught 36 balls this past year. But 36 balls for 196 yards, 5.4 yards per reception. Caught 24 passes the previous season. 
So you're, you're talking 60 catches the last two years. He can be that kind of player. But it's all the peripheral elements of actually playing the running back position as compared to being an offensive weapon that have me pretty leery. You're not going to leave 5'8", 185, 190 pounds in on pass protection opportunities. So he's not going to protect the quarterback, right? From a durability standpoint, I thought this was pretty interesting. The more he touched the ball, the less effective per touch he got by a significant amount. His freshman season, he touched the ball 48 times for 461 yards, 9.6 yards per touch from scrimmage offensively, not including special teams, and scored five touchdowns. So one touchdown on less than every 10 touches. 2021 plays in 12 games. He carries the ball 130 times. He catches 24 passes. So he catches, he touches the ball from scrimmage offensively 154 times. His yards per touch goes from 9.6 to 7.6. And he scores 10 touchdowns. So he scores twice as many touchdowns on three times as many touches. Then 2022, he carries the ball 196 times and catches 36 passes. So he touches the ball 232 times or almost 80 more times. His yards per touch goes down by another two yards, so 9.6 on 48 touches, 7.6 on 154 touches, and then 5.6 on 232 touches, and he scores one more touchdown this year on an extra 80, 78 touches than he did the previous season. I think that's a perfect embodiment of when you build up Devin Achain for all of the things that he is. He's most effective... When you are strategic with the touches, when you use him as a mismatch player, when he is someone that you can facilitate touches for as compared to turning around and handing him the football and just relying on him to go to work. Now, he did have a number of games that were superbly productive throughout the course of his career and had superbly productive games uh, against good competition. He put 215 rushing yards on LSU on 38 carries this year. LSU, however, I would put the footnote in, has had an egregiously bad rushing defense the past two years. Case in point here, we'll, we'll do the thing. We'll, we'll look at the schedule. Florida this year got after him quite a bit. 210 rushing yards on the ground. Ran the same concepts over and over and over again. Obviously, A&M tagged him. Achain for 200, almost 240 rushing yards. Uh, Georgia, 255 rushing yards on LSU's rushing defense. So you can just continue to pick through here. Uh, Tennessee, 263 rushing yards. This was not a formidable LSU rushing defense. So while, yes, I will give Devin Achain his flowers for rushing for 240 yards, or two, excuse me, 215 yards on 38 touches against LSU, it's not, it's not what it would look like if he did it a couple of years ago. And Alabama is a great showcase because Alabama is the closest thing you're going to get to playing in an NFL competition from a defensive standpoint with Nick Saban and the talent that they have defensively, 3.9 yards per carry. 34 rushing yards against Alabama the previous year. 
So this is a non-traditional player. Now, the this has largely been a not positive discussion on Devin Achain, but the home run hitting ability is there, and I think about Mike McDaniel to kind of put a bow on where he would fit for Miami because I do think there is a certain juncture of the draft where it makes sense, and it's somewhere in the middle portions of day three. I'll talk more about where your pathway is there and how he ranks against the other running backs here in just a second, but the passing game ability is effective in the screen game, the speed to the perimeter, the multifaceted ways in which he's been used in years past, including on kick returns the last two years, has at least one kick return touchdown in each of the last two seasons. There are redeeming qualities here that would make Devin Odchain a good member of the Miami Dolphins. But all of this discussion about top 100, top five running back, I don't give a hoot how fast he runs. At the end of the day, there's a law of diminishing returns once you get past a certain threshold of speed at any level of competition. Or what does it matter if you run a 4-2-6 versus a 4-3-5 when you're that extra tenth of a second of speed is only three percentile difference as far as it's the bell curve, right? What is it, 98%? of statistic falls within two standard deviations of whatever the median is, and 80% of all uh, data points fall within one standard deviation away. So once you get to the more polar extremes of the bell curve, the impact and the difference of what you can provide is greatly reduced. Being a 4.65 versus a 4.55 is significantly more impactful than being a 4.32 versus a 4.22. And that's why I think what Devin Achain's best trait is, while it is overwhelming and it would be a welcomed addition to what the Dolphins do, it doesn't offer you definitive, in my mind, black and white um, upgrades that make it this thing that you must covet, really, with one of your two high-impact picks that you have as currently scheduled in this year's draft. We're going to talk about how he stacks versus the other, uh, the other running backs, but before we do, today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard me talk about this absolutely delightful strategy football game. If you think you'd be a good, a good GM, you should give this game a try for yourself. It's not as easy as you might think to create a dynasty. With Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for controlling every managing aspect of of your franchise, hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing the finances, negotiating player salaries, trades, free agency, the draft, player personnel issues, injuries throughout the year, you name it, all in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football Jam is completely free and playable offline, so you can play on the go as you want to. Locked On Dolphins listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps. So make sure to check it out today to download the game. Visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com, ultimate football GM. Start your dynasty today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So Devin Onchain, for me, from a grading perspective, I graded him in the same 10 traits. Vision, explosiveness, ball security, passing game skills, versatility, elusiveness, contact, balance, footwork, pass protection, and durability. Just based off his size and stature alone and projecting it to the NFL level, he did get failing grades on three of these 10 traits, pass protection, durability, and contact balance. But with that said, the, the rest of the stuff that he graded at was all good or better. Not really a lot of things that I gave him a sufficient score in. He, he was either on one end of the spectrum or the other end of the spectrum as far as evaluating him as a player, which made him really challenging to kind of compartmentalize and grade, but the grade came out as about a 78 out of 100 points. That, to me, is a fourth, fifth-round pick, and I think when you look at the two historical context players that were success stories in Tariq Cohen and Darren Sproles, fourth, early fifth round feels right for me. That, that feels like the right stratosphere. And if somebody wants to take him before that, look, you tip your cap to him. You wish him the best of luck. You wish the team that took him the best of luck. And you can go find somebody else to return kicks for you and be a multifaceted tool weapon with speed. That's really just how it, how it would boil down for me. I wouldn't compromise my pillars of belief as far as team building and, and uh, exceptions to the rule. You never draft a player to be the exception to the rule which means if you're going to draft a player like this and he's going to be the exception of the rule, you're going to have got him at good value. Is That's just the way I would play the game. So he does stack up of the 10 running backs that I have done. Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, Israel Abanacanda, Ty J. Spears, Zach Charbonnet, Chase Brown. Those are my top six. Um, of those six i think the dolphins have a realistic chance at five of them obviously not Bijan robinson so if i were to do and you could see it on the bottom ticker here uh my predictive five options for pick 51 at the running back position my big board would be jameer gibbs israel banican tajay spears zach charbonnet chase brown devin Achain would be the first name on my list for the players that i've evaluated that i would consider on day three but that means you got to trade back from 84 and I don't know, I mean, Drew Rosenhaus kind of teed that he expects the Dolphins are more likely to trade down than it is to trade back up on one of his radio hits this week. So that's not to say that that's not a realm of possibility where the Dolphins get to 51 and their their key players are, are off the board and they slide down to the end of the second round and pick up an extra four or an extra four and a five and then they get on the board in the third and kind of their their primary targets are off the board so they end up sliding down 15 spots again and pick up another day three pick like there's there's a pathway here to do this and get yourself an extra three picks on day three if you want it and that would be the route and the avenue in my mind that you have to take for Devin Achain to be a right fit for you as an organization and I hope 
that Locked On Dolphins is the right fit for you for your Miami Dolphins content. So make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. You can hit subscribe, follow along. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We have Xavier Valade next. This was a player that the Dolphins did a top 30, a top 30 air quotes, a 30 visit with. Uh, having an interview this week, it's been reported. And um, I have a lot of thoughts on this one. Now, I did do Sean Tucker. We're not going to do a spotlight on Sean Tucker. He graded out in the same stratosphere as Kendra Miller. So we're going to finish running backs with Xavier Valade, and then we're going to do our running backs uh, summary in totality, talking about uh, the final grades and how they stack up and, and th- final thoughts on this position specifically and where the Dolphins will ultimately prioritize it based on the way that the value of the board is going to fall and so on and so forth. So uh, we got some good running back content coming up, and then we're going to go to the defensive side of the ball and tackle <laughs> defensive tackles uh, next is our next position spotlight here as we continue our path to the 2023 NFL Draft. So make sure you keep it locked in. We're here on Locked on Dolphins. Peace. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.